you are the experience broker. So keep up the good work. This is a, <laughs> this is just awesome. Like the the um, the way that that came across really clear. Like you know you're putting these people together and uh, like how you do that. You know in a in a digital way. Like going forward, that's basically where you're going to be. So I th I thought that was super clear. It came across really good. Events is, is basically just a giant dance. You know, you think of it like a, a high school dance. All, all we're trying to do is help people find the right partner faster. Wing It Podcast, virtual edition, GooseDigital.com. Who do we have? Chris O'Neill. Kevin Butler. Uh, Scott Bartley. And Michael Turksani. Hey, Scott. Thanks for joining us. Oh, thanks for having me on. Yeah. Well, this is, uh, is going to be, I think, a really valuable one for our listeners and for people in the industry to kind of hear from, uh, from you guys and, and, and uh, offer some perspective of you know, companies that are usually used to face-to-face -face interaction, but why don't uh, you give, your, uh, give us a little uh, background of you and how you came to work with Goose Digital for the last little bit here. Yeah, so I oversee marketing and partnerships for uh, the Building Industry and Land Development Association. Uh, my primary role is to lead the development of the Toronto series of home shows. Uh, so that includes the Home Improvement Edition, which we recently rebranded. Uh, that takes place in February at the International Centre. The big one, which is co-located with Canada Blooms, that takes place down at the Entercare Centre. And then the Smarter Living Edition, which happens again at Entercare Centre in October. So obviously, you know, the, the COVID-19 uh, impl impl implications for us are, are kind of wide-ranging as we've just, you know, had to cancel an event and, and now we're starting to plan for an event that we don't know how to plan for in October. Yeah. Well, I know you've been, we've been working with you for, I guess, going into about a year and a half now, right? Um, yeah. Why don't you talk a little bit about, about some of the stuff that uh, you've done so far, and then we'll talk about the impact of COVID-19 on some of your more recent uh, uh, events. Yeah. So, I, I mean, the initial reason why we reached out was to look at the personalization of things. Um, you know, we're, we're undergoing a, a rebranding, and we would have just brought that to life at, at the big one there in terms of, you know, the visual identity. But you know, the, one of the big aspects to, to the new brand is that element of personalization and how we're able to deliver that both from a, an in-person experience and then from our communication standpoint. Uh, you know, so we were looking at the automation systems in terms of how can we collect more information from our, our like current consumers, uh, both, you know, exhibitor and consumer, and then how can we deliver um, more content back to them that's, that's more valuable. Uh, and then from there, you know, once we're delivering that, you know, that personalized content, how can we use that to generate more transactions, you know, which in turn means more attendees on site um, or a better qualified attendee on site. Sometimes it's not always about the, you know, the big number that you see. It's about getting the right people in the right room. Yeah. Well, I, I think we're going to get, um, have an opportunity to talk um, about your, your new strategy. And obviously, Kevin uh, and you have kind of devised kind of some really interesting uh, ways that um, that you are actually already had planned, but this has kind of accelerated that. Why don't you talk a little bit about the new home show brand? And uh, I know that's a, a recent uh, venture for you guys. So why don't you why don't you talk a little bit about that? Given it's such a kind of a big big brand here in Toronto, and and really in Canada. Yeah, I mean, 
Yeah, it was, um, it was the, show, the National Home Show, as it was called, has been going on now for about 69, almost 70 years. Um, so it's been around for a long time and it's got a following to it. It's the largest home and garden event in North America. Uh, last year, we had almost 160,000 people out for it, over 800 vendors, uh, you know, and then you get the fun facts like nine miles of aisle carpet. Um, but, you know, over the over those, uh, you know, 60, 70 years of being around, you know, the brand starts to go a little bit stagnant. You know, you need to you need to keep up with your, your consumers wants and needs and, and, you know, make sure that the, the brand that you're leading is actually, you know, engaging them in the right way and, and providing the right type of service uh, and the right type of experience. So we, we sat down with our friends at Church and State, um, you know, who are awesome people and highly recommend talking to them if you're thinking about some creative, uh, you know, and need to get some content strategies, all that kind of stuff. But we sat down with them and, and you know, started looking at the brand and the visual side to it. And, and at the end of the day, we, we kind of walked away with this, you know, new brand belief, um, which is, you know, we believe that your, your home should be a place that, that is inspired by you and, and you know, is inspires you. So it really, from a, a holistic standpoint, you know, it, um, it, it really speaks to that personalization and ingrains that as a part of everything that we do day in, day out. Um, you know, and from there, of course, you, you get into the visual side to it, which uh, previously, we had three names for the shows. We had the GTA Home Reno Show, the National Home Show, and then the Toronto Fall Home Show. You know, so you had three separate uh, identities almost um, mm -hmm. that, you know, from a consumer standpoint, doesn't necessarily make sense. Um, you don't know that they're ran by the same people. It's hard to kind of roll consumers over between the events because, you know, they don't understand the difference between them. Uh, so we simplified the naming convention and ran them all underneath the banner of home show uh, with each one having its own uh, distinct personality and that's where now we have you know home show home improvement edition we have home show the big one and then we've got home show smarter living edition um, so that there's an element of consistency amongst them uh, you know the visual side now is is all represented by you know the H uh, which is a key part of our logo now uh, so everyone has that uh, except the colors change slightly and, and you know there's some other subtle creative differences that you know, we use to highlight those, those kind of differences between them, the unique traits that each one can provide. That's amazing. Um, you know, we, we hear a lot about um, organizations that are kind of, um, that have been around for a while, you know, and maybe not quite as long as, as this brand, but, you know, 20, 30, 40, maybe 50 years. And they're kind of also going through this kind of thought process, you know, um, how do we kind of become more relevant to our consumer? How do we yeah. kind of rethink what we're all about? Um, how long did that process take? What was that process kind of like for you guys from a timeline and just an internal makeup perspective? Yeah, I mean, it's probably been at least a couple of years in the making. Um, you know, I started five years ago with the organization. Um, and, and, you know, it was a discussion that was taking place at that time, uh, you know, and as the years have progressed, uh, you know, the consumer's needs have changed. Um, the way that we shop has changed. The way that, you know, the internet has impacted the way that we shop has changed. It's, you know, there's been so many transitions and changes over the last, you know, five years, two years, and even the last six months um, that, that really kind of sped up, I think, how we were looking at things. Um, you know, and, and that includes, you know, how do people want to actually take in an event? Why, why do they come? You know, what's the difference between being able to shop online and being able to shop in person? Um, you know, there's still a ton of, of 
you know, purchases that are made in person or in retail. Um, but people are, are, you know, kind of browsing for that product and educating themselves online before they get there. So in a, from a show perspective or an event perspective, how are we, you know, where, where's our, our kind of place in that life cycle? Um, you know, and I think that's where, you know, as a part of the rebranding as well, we've been looking at that very, very intensely actually to see, you know, how do we ladder up and where do we fit? You know, are we a part of the education phase? Are we a part of the actual purchase phase? And if we're in either one of those camps, how do we, how do we extend ourselves to be a part of both? Uh, you know, and that includes things like looking at how do, we, how do we implement some digital shopping on site so that as you're shopping mm -hmm. around the show and you see something that you like, you know, there might be a great deal that's there, um, but you're not too sure if the windows fit, you know, as an example. Um, yeah. You know, how can we have it so that you can, you know, scan the product, add it into a wish book so that when you get home, you know, you can measure your windows, you can measure them to see what type of drapes you need. You can, um, you know, measure to see your, like your dining room and see what size table you might need, uh, you know, and then you can go back into the, to the wish book and, and, you know, kind of look up that product that you found on site and, and buy it through e-commerce. So extending yeah. the show beyond the physical back into the digital. So, you know, it, it's, there's a lot of interesting things that start to happen from those on-site experiences feels like there's a, there's a lot, Scott, that, um, uh, you know, that is parallel with what's happening uh, to a lot of different verticals, like just in, in, in marketing in general, that is sort of a shift over to focus on brand, because you guys sort of became the home show, as you say, like it's been around for like 70 years, it kind of took on uh, sort of a very unique um, experience for a lot of people, whether they were the vendors, again, there's so many constituents that are involved in your, uh, in your, your business, that it's like there's, there's these guys that, were, that are relying very heavily on the home show to basically get exposure, because again, that is a, a very uh, well-attended show. It's been a very well-attended show for many, many years due to basically the, the, the efforts of your, your teams to kind of market that out. But it's, again, like you're taking control of the brand and taking control of that marketing component of brand, uh, of, of brand delivery to the, to the, uh, to the client base and the, and the, the vendor base is, is going to be really, you know, again, similar to what a lot of people are seeing in, uh, in, in various markets. And then all of a sudden with this new, like as you're in the middle of this, we can never control everything that happens, but this is sort of like extraordinary. You're like, you're started on that, uh, on that process of taking over the plant brand. And then suddenly this incredibly large wrench gets thrown into it, forcing you to almost go faster and more, more sort of forcefully into this uh, area. Can you talk a little yeah. bit about that? So yeah, why don't you talk about that the, path, right? Yeah. Talk about the impact, Scott, of uh, talk us through the COVID-19 schedule, because you guys had some pretty unprecedented uh, um, <laughs> kind of timings there that were right down to the wire. Why don't you talk a bit about that and then what's kind of transpired over the last four weeks? Yeah, so, you know, we were, uh, so essentially the, the big one, uh, you know, home show, the big one co-located with Canada Blooms was set to open on March 13th. Uh, so that entire, basically for two weeks uh, leading up to that, we had been on site at the Undercare Center setting up with our vendors, uh, you know, bringing in full-size homes from our partners like Bonneville Homes, who's, you know, bringing in a full-size house, tracking it in from Quebec, you know, uh, setting everything up, having the interior designers in, laying everything out, doing drywalling, you know, painting. It's literally built a house inside of a hall. 
um, you know, from all of our vendors that are setting up, you know, these gorgeous displays, you know, trying to put their best foot forward to, to connect with consumers that are going to come down. You know, we had people that set up 50, 60, $70,000 kitchens, um, you know, which is just, it's just insane to do in, in a couple of days, um, but somehow they do it. Uh, you know, so that entire week leading up to March 13th, of course, we've been, you know, on pins and needles watching every announcement that was coming up, all the, the health updates and, you know, not being the experts uh, in communicable diseases, you know, we're, we're taking our cues from the local public health authorities, from the government, you know, anybody else, um, you know, because it's not really our place to kind of go, yeah, you know what, we, we, we need to shut this down now. Um, you know, we were implementing all the best practices that we possibly could, including, you know, the increased cleaning of high touch areas and increased hand sanitizer stations and all of those, those elements to ensure the safety. Um, but on Thursday, March 12th, obviously the, the announcement came out about, you know, events over a thousand people and mass gatherings of a thousand people or more, um, which obviously from our perspective, we fall into. So, you know, the unfortunate news had to go out um, that evening that uh, the home show was gonna be canceled for that year, uh, you know, which, yeah. is, which is, is, is heartbreaking to watch. Um, you know, it's heartbreaking to make the, the announcement. It's heartbreaking to watch. Uh, you've had seven, 800, you know, vendors, many of whom are small, medium sized that have invested, you know, their year's worth of marketing dollars into creating an experience for a customer that is never going to get there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so we, we've had to, to kind of take a step back now and look at them and kind of go, well, yeah, this sucks. Like this sucks for us from a financial perspective, because obviously we've invested you know, money into rent, into decorations, you know, into marketing, because at that point, you know, 70% of our marketing spend and our, our uh, media spend's already been done, um, you know, and now you've got all these, these uh, vendors and exhibitors that are right there alongside of us that, you know, have done the exact same thing. So, yeah. you know, if, if this was to end tomorrow, uh, as, a, as a quick example, you know, there's, there's quite a few vendors that we know of that you know, this is their entire marketing budget, uh, essentially. Mm-hmm. So if this was to end tomorrow, um, they have no leads for the rest of the year. So, you know, a lot of businesses, you can reopen. If you're in retail, you can reopen. You know, people can come back into the store. These guys have to start from scratch, uh, you yes. know, which, which means they need to, to, you know, retool their marketing plans on the fly. They have to start looking at digital means and how can they get in front of customers that they were, that were looking to make. Um, you know, many of them, it was more that face-to-face interaction and really being able to showcase the unique qualities that make up their product, which are very hard to, to describe in a video, uh, you yes. know, unless you're, you're literally showing, you know, a competitor comparison, uh, you know, which gets into a dangerous game to try to play, obviously. So mm-hmm. it's, um, it, it's, it's certainly been an interesting few weeks and, and, you know, I, I expect the, the, the coming four weeks, two weeks, even one week are going to be just as interesting. Yeah. Wow. That's, um, that's incredible. I mean, I think we've, uh, we've, we've heard about the, you know, the layoffs and, and we've got clients that are, um, you know, have gone through that themselves and um, other industries that, you know, have been less, less sort of scathed by the immediate kind of component. But, um, you know, I think this is, I think, probably for our kind of exposure, you know, in terms of our kind of immediate network, probably one of the biggest kind of at the, at the, 
finish line or right at the starting line of, of being able to say that there's um, such a huge impact, you know, right, right, at, right down to the wire. Um, that's, uh, I, I can't, I can't even begin to imagine the stress load that, that is on you guys and was on you guys and the team and the vendors. And so I, I think that's a good place maybe to go in terms of some, some of the ideas and the strategies that I know you and, you and Kevin and our team have been and others, you know, have been um, thinking about on how, how, you know, we can help you guys and how, how you're already strategizing, helping your customers and, and your vendors and your, all your constituents sort of uh, develop this and and why don't you talk uh, why don't you guys talk a bit about what you've come up with um, in, in the early days here recognizing there's probably tons of mini pit micro pivots that you'll be doing over the next several weeks and months yeah I mean and, and that's where we can start you know the the future is really unknown at this point so day to day we're we're trying to pivot and make adjustments and, and you know coming up with a three-month strategy is, is you know hard enough but when you don't know what the, you know, when it's impossible to predict the future and you have no idea when business is going to resume to normal, um, or if there's going to be more lockdowns or if there's going to be tighter restrictions that are placed on the market, you know, it's hard enough just getting day to day. Um, you know, when the, the government's consi consistently launching new programs to help small businesses, you know, every one of those funding efforts changes, you know, some of the tactics that go out. Um, but I think the, the crux of it all comes back to, you know, how do we help our consumers? Um, you know, and from a vendor perspective, how do we help them, you know, find some customers that they may not have been able to find yet? Um, you know, and it all just goes back to the, to the, to the thought that, you know, this is going to pass. Um, you know, this is, this is temporary and, and while it might be the new normal for a little while, it's going to pass. Mm -hmm. Um, and during that time period, you know, consumers are going to have a chance to, to sit inside. They're going to have a chance to stare at their kitchen. They're going to have a chance to stare at their backyard. You know, they're not going to be, they're not going to be traveling, obviously. Um, you know, so some of those, those budgets start to, to kind of free up a little bit that we may have been using for other means. Uh, and that's not going to be the case for everybody because there is a lot of layoffs. There's, there's a lot of people that are going to be in dire situations as a result of this. But there is going to be those few that are, are going to be, you know, having self-isolated in their houses now for three months, two months, one month, whatever it ends up being, um, that are going to want to make some changes. Um, you know, mm -hmm. because they're having to spend that extended period of time. So we're looking at how can we connect our, our exhibitors to those consumers that may be looking for that down the road. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and right now that really looks at how do we take a database that's almost 100,000 in size and, and really start gathering the, the preferences of those, of those contacts. Uh, and, you know, how do we talk to the consumers to explain to them, you know, the impacts that uh, you know, shopping is having right now. And, and you know, the, the whole thought process of like supporting local and shopping local, uh, mm -hmm. you know, and supporting people that are, are in your own backyard rather than, you know, some of those international brands that, you know, can likely weather this. Um, mm -hmm. You know, the landscaper that's, you know, just around the corner or the, you know, the kitchen producer, the cabinet maker that, you know, is, is just up the street, you know, how, how do we highlight those, those unique individuals and those unique businesses? Uh, you know, to those mm -hmm. consumers. So we're spending a lot of time right now trying to, you know, talk to the contacts and, and to really gather what is it that you'd like to see? What is it that you want to learn about, both from a content perspective and from a potential, you know, vendor, um, you know, side of things. So, you know, you're sitting in your house right now. What do you want to learn how to do while you're there? Do you want to know how to paint better? You know, do you need to know how to cut lines and cut, you know, cut paint on the trim, uh, you know, do you want to know how to build a deck so that when this is done and you can get outside and, and, you know, really get your hands dirty that, 
you have the basic skills to be able to do it. Um, you know, obviously with the caveat that, you know, anything DIY is, is hard. And, you know, when it gets to a certain point, you should be calling an expert. But, you know, taking those preferences and then really utilizing those to deliver a, a compelling message that's relevant to the consumer that includes some of those vendors that can help support them. Yeah, I think it's a, it's really kind of um, interesting, you know, uh, to have that trusted, you know, element of, of the home show brand that would um, create that environment at, at the show where you could interact with, like you said, these vendors that um, are now right in front of you and they may be smaller vendors, but they are kind of instantly credible because they're at the event and, you know, you're now yeah. interacting with them and, um, and to be able to extend that to sort of a digital platform where you're able to still say this, these are the right vendors for you. And, 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 and they're, they're people that are part of this home show, um, network and, and, and brand platform, um, and be able to connect them together. Cause you know, yeah. having my own place, I think, I think everyone struggles with, you know, anything from ideas to finding a vendor and, um, and just being able to kind of think through that entire process. So, for, so I think that there's a really um, a great opportunity here. I don't know if you and Kev want to expand a little bit on some of that personalization effort and content plans that you have right now, and maybe um, what some of the feedback's been from the, the vendors so far. I can jump in, Scott, and then if you want to yeah, take sure. it from, from me. But, you know, in, in my mind, like, I, I think you've given a nice um, – sort of catch up and view as to what the home shows really stood for across 40, 50, 60 years. And to me, like the one thing that's always stood out is you've been sort of this leader and experience down to hosting these, these events at scales um, that during the times weren't nearly as popular as they are today. Right. And then even branching off separate events to be more relevant, more specific way ahead of most other events. And now of course there's any industry has got uh, dozens and dozens of, worthwhile events right but I, I always saw you guys as being at the forefront of like event leadership and I think where we're at now is another transition point whereby it's time to take some of that and digitize it with what will be when we can resume to normal events the in-person experience as well but really taking a leadership position to say how do we understand our audience better how do we put relevant content in front of them that speaks to their interests and needs and what we tried to do with you and your team is to really go and say how can we understand what those preferences are? And then from there, create uh, content that feeds into itself to be able to go and, I don't know, delight and please and even surprise um, these readers based on what their interests are, down to whether it's storage and organization, outdoor living, et cetera. And then that in turn helps the, the vendors as part of your broader um, home show community, whereby they can connect with things that are actually value add and it's less of a sales pitch jamming down people's eyeballs and throats. Yeah. It's more about, hey, this is something you're interested in. This is something that we solve and serve for very well. And that's just part of this like 100,000 plus community you're gonna to continue to build. And that's like the new forefront of digital leadership. So maybe over to you and you can kind of talk through a bit of that. Yeah, I mean, that's gonna be that real, you know, that, um, that big thing for us. And, and, you know, that goes right back to the, to the heart of the new brand that we're trying to bring to life. Is yeah. that it, it's really that, that shift to, you know, personalization, um, you know, you know, while houses might be built the same, you know, not everybody is the same, uh, you know, and each house should be individualized to your own personality, to your own taste. And, and you know, not one room should look the same as somebody else's room. 
you know, so mm -hmm. it, it's great when you get this mass feedback from, uh, you know, the internet that tells you this is the new trend, but is that your trend? <laughs> Um, and, and, you know, is that on point with what you want to see? And that's, that's, I think what, you know, we're really looking to do in this next step of, of the digitization is, is to figure out how can we help somebody personalize their space? You know, one of our, our big uh, taglines right now for all of our campaigns is your space, your way. So, mm -hmm. you know, that, that needs to trickle right down to everything that we do from a digital touch point to an email to, you know, our social media is how are we helping you create your space, your way? You know, regardless of whether or not that is a, a, you know, a big home up in the burbs or it's a condo downtown or it's just a rental unit. You know, there's nice. things that you can do to any one of those that yeah. you can personalize to make it your space. Um, and, and that's where I think we really get into that, the personalization that we've been working with, uh, you know, and, and working on with Goose. Um, it, it, how do we deliver that content out so that it is, you know, almost a one-to-one -one communication as much as we can be from a, a content delivery standpoint. Yeah, well, um, I think the, uh, the this is early days, but um, you know, in, in your platform, but you guys have already had some pretty um, interesting results on a pilot that that was done. Kind of, I think was that back in Feb, or maybe even even been earlier, wasn't it? Oh, you're talking the the fall home show where um, oh, it was we the were, fall one that you, we yeah, you guys. To, yeah, I can talk to that quickly. Is um, I think this is a really nice blend of technology versus um, actual execution and experience for the, the end consumer, but understanding when they were purchasing tickets online, what the areas of interest are uh, categorized into four separate sort of high level categories. And then basically there was a, the pre-event fall home show communications, helping generate excitement, interest, and even positioning um, certain relevant attractions as part of the event. If, if someone said they were interested in storage and living, sorry, that's my current obsession right now, given COVID and, and sort of social distancing. That's a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. Um, but if that was sort of the category in which they were most interested, um, what we were able to do is have personalized content areas in each of the emails leading up to that event to say, this is a, an attraction or a, a session going on with a, with a thought expert, um, that you'd be interested in. And so from, from Scott's perspective, and even as Goose supporting these, the executions of these emails is once the content is set up and, and ready to deliver, we can deliver the same communication at scale with the same amount of time, whether it's 10 people interested in that category or 80,000. And so to Scott's point about one-to-one -one communications and really addressing relevance and personalized content, that's just the starting place of uh, a long track we hope to go down together. But even that I think is really cool. And we saw excellent um, open rates and uh, engagement with the emails because at a really high level, not to pat ourselves on the back too much, but it's the right kind of content that this audience has gone and sort of volunteered to say, this is what I'm interested in. And I think there's a real, in, in 2020 and beyond, there's, there's a real appetite for consumers, whether it's B2B or B2C in this case, to actually spend time reading the things that appeal to them. And the challenge for any organization with regards to personalization is can you get the right things in front of them? If you can't, it's noise, but if you can, it's value add. Yeah. And I, I think the, the, the really big thing behind that is also that we're, you know, we're essentially a customer centric organization. You know, we run events, we run experiences. They have to be good experiences. And that goes right down to your first touch points and, and your on-site experience as well. You know, it's one thing yeah. to be able to deliver a relevant communication, but if the on-site experience sucks, you're not going to come back. 
Um, <laughs> yes. You know, so I think the one of the other really interesting things we did through those communications at the Follow Home Show was we we took those those preferences and we started delivering content back to them that helped them, uh, you know, consume the show better once they got there. Uh, so, you know, if you were looking for a renovation and you told us that, you know, you were getting ready for a renovation, well, then we provided you with the top 10 questions you should be asking a renovator. Um, yeah. You know, we, we, we leaned on our partners at Renomark to kind of go, okay, what are the things that people need to know about undertaking a renovation? What are the permits that are involved? What are the questions? How should you be signing a contract with them? You know, all those different types of things so that as the consumer came in, they were armed with the information that they needed to make a purchase in the moment. Uh, versus, you know, kind of having to stand there and, and dwell and, you know, wonder about, you know, am I making the right, the right decision? You know, we were trying to help them through that, through that path. On top of that, we, we linked it back into our exhibitor list and our vendor list, um, which had the ability to, to go through and pre-select the vendors that you wanted to see once you got there based on the category. So that you could then download a completely personalized map that would highlight each one of those vendors so that once you were there, you know, it was easy to find. So, you know, you didn't have to spend six hours walking around a show, you know, trying to find the people you wanted to see. You could, you know, basically game plan Just quickly. That. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we're not, you know, from a, a consumer perspective, we're not, uh, you know, competing for dollars. We're not competing for, you know, anything else. We're really competing for people's time. Um, hmm. You know, and the more efficient that we can make that use of time, you know, the better our exhibitors are going to be for it, and the better we're going to be for it because, the end of the day, the, the overall experience is just going to be better. So all of those efforts that we try to fall all kind of ladder back into that, that central thought of how can we make the experience just good? I wonder if, um, if you maybe in, um, in closing here could provide a little bit of advice to um, companies that would normally attend trade shows, uh, companies that, you know, Vendors, vendors of yours uh, per, per se, but but other companies as well that are kind of now faced with uh, some sort of a new reality, temporary reality, where you know we're not going to be able to exhibit at trade shows. I know Goose, for example, had events over the next you know, couple months that we had planned that are that are canceled. What advice would you give to kind of a range of organizations that would typically rely on attending several shows a year? as part of their marketing, some things that maybe they could do um, now if they're not already thinking about it? Yeah, so I, I mean, first and foremost, just think of each one of those as a community, right? And what, what are those communities interested in? What are they supporting right now? Because, you know, well, we always think that, you know, we're a business and we should act as one. We're a part of the community. So how do we get involved in that community and support the efforts and the causes that, you know, they want to see people supporting? Uh, and, you know, how can we do that, um, you know, as a part of our core nature so that it's not forced, you know, so that we're integrating ourselves with the community in a real way, uh, you know, and that can be supporting nursing homes, you know, whatever. Um, Kraft Peanut Butter right now has this, this great campaign because their, their overall thing is stick together, um, you know, mm. so they're, they're supporting small businesses and restaurant owners and takeout delivery services, all those types of things. They've got a few great campaigns, like, you know, encourage people to go look that up, but you know, it's, it's what's a part of the brand DNA and then how can you use that brand DNA to integrate into those communities in a way that makes sense and, and better aligns you as a, as a core business within those communities. Um, from there, I think it's, it's really starting to get creative. You know, it's, it's kind of like the wild west right now, you know, nobody knows mm -hmm. what's going to work. You know, there's, 
uh, there's lots of people that'll tell you, yeah, this is going to work. This is this is a killer game plan. But at the end of the day, is it? You know, yeah, it's, it's know. all new to most organizations. Um, so I think there's, you know, try stuff and then ask your consumers what they want to see and then help deliver that. Um, you know, we've, you know, from our end, we've seen, um, you know, interior designers start doing video consults now. So you basically walk around your house with your, you know, with your Zoom call or, you know, just on a, on a FaceTime, whatever, and walk them through the rooms and, and, you know, you give them the measurements and everything else and they'll help come up with the, the color schemes and the kitchen layouts and all those types of things, you know, and that just goes back to that, this will pass. So how are you doing business or not doing business, but still, you know, engaging your consumers in a way that leads to something past this? You know, if you're a kitchen company, are you doing, um, you know, free consults just over, you know, Skype, you know, over Zoom like yeah. we're doing right now to kind of go, yeah, you know what, here's what I would do and here's the rough cost so that you can start thinking about it. You know, it's, and you know, we're starting to see that come out. And I think those will be the, the, the elements that are going to be really important for people. Well done. Well, Scott, um, yeah, I think this was, uh, this was great. Thanks for doing this. I know you're yeah. a busy, a busy guy right now, a busy team over there trying to, uh, you know, revise your marketing plan and, and your and your customer support plans for for home show. Um, but we appreciate you taking the time today yes. and uh, all that you do with us. Um, so yeah, I think we'll leave it at that. That was that was excellent. I think there's a lot in here for uh, several different audiences to learn about what you guys are doing. Uh, if uh, anybody wants to catch catch what uh, you you guys are up to, want to shoot out your uh, your social media tags and your um, your, your content areas for us. Yeah. So, uh, you know, on Instagram, you can find us at home shows to, uh, that's our core platform right now. Uh, and then if you want to check us out on the web, we've got some of the rebranding that's up there and, you know, some of the new imagery, all that kind of good stuff, along with our, our vendors that if you're looking for something, highly encourage you to check them out, whether or not they're from our event or any other event, you know, green living show, um, you know, the fishing shows, any of those guys, they all had vendors that, that could definitely use your support. So, you know, check them out. Our website's torontohomeshows.com if you want to swing by there, um, you know, or just do a quick Google search and you'll find tons of different events that, that, you know, with vendors that could really use any support that you're willing to offer. Wild. All right. Well, thank you very much. Cheers, Thanks, guys. Bye. Cheers. <laughs> Thanks.